Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. Today, I'm joined by a special guest as we started to do uh, Friday media days with Max. I'm joined by the Dolphman, Jaden Dolphin himself, in the flesh after a 16 tackle performance against CMU. So, First and foremost, how you doing after such a big game like that? I'm um, doing good. Feeling good. We didn't get the outcome we uh, we wanted, but we're on the next week. Yep, exactly. It's already Friday, and we yeah. are already on the next week. And <laughs> Quick you guys got practice. You're starting. I think Coach said you guys got practice this afternoon, and yep. totally different schedule. So what's that like for you? You know, you go from a normal schedule. Weekends still probably don't have those, but at least you know, like class during the week, game on the weekend. What's that like with that change up so quick? Yeah, it's a it's a big adjustment. Um, I know a lot of the younger guys are still kind of getting used to it. Yeah, so it kind of flips your week upside down. Weekends become the weekdays, and the weekdays become kind of like a weekend sort of a sense. It's like everything just, just morphs into giant, like one yeah. giant day where like you're just like upside down. get me to game day. And, <laughs> and we're on the road this week. You guys have your final road game this week. And then you have two home games against Miami, which I know I said a little bit earlier in the season, they they claim themselves as uh, Chicago's MAC team. So, so, yeah, I know, I know that kind of stuff stays in your head. So yeah. I know I asked you up there, but – Final three games of the season. What is the most important thing for you looking forward, trying to build up, build upon? Uh, for me personally, it's just building, building my game up more, taking that next step to improve my game, whether that be tackling, uh, coverage, um, punching at balls, creating turnovers, just creating havoc. And I know Mike talked about it. The position that you play is almost uh, – it's like a new position in football, if you will, right? Like yeah. The, the yeah. hybrid – because you, you you have the build of like a safety or a corner, but you hit like a linebacker and you can move like – you exactly, still move yeah. like a player in the secondary. So for our listeners that may be a little bit more old school, explain that new style of linebacker that's been introduced the last few years in college. So since the game is changing so much and going towards more of a pass-heavy offenses – uh, this position is really useful because you could play on the slot, but you could also be in the run fit as well. You could be – it's kind of the best of both worlds I like to think about. It makes you very versatile. I think it's probably one of the most versatile positions in football, arguably. Um, you can see even a lot of guys in the pros. Uh, it's been coming Like the yeah, Isaiah more, Simmons yeah, in the NFL. More popular. Um, even Jamal Adams. um uh, Derwin James. Yeah, I was gonna say they they dubbed him Blitz Boy because he just yeah. doesn't cover anyone. He <laughs> just comes in the box yep. and bangs with people. So yeah, it's been interesting to see. But I I think uh, I think it's it's the perfect spot for you because like like we talked a little bit before we started. Like you had that huge pick six last year against yep. Eastern that was a big play in that game. And you know, anytime you get sixteen tackles, we would hope that you don't have to get that many next time, yeah. just based off of like <laughs> you know, we don't want you on the field that much. But when when your number was called, you were able to make plays. Um, and then, too, obviously, you lose DeVern a couple weeks ago, and, and that was a guy that was making a lot of plays on that defense. But what have you seen from week one to this point of the season that you're, like, most proud about, uh, proud about the defense about? Um, I think that we're really starting to come into our own. Uh, last year kind of felt like we were riding the coattails a little bit of the offense since the offense was so – explosive and putting up so many points that 
it kind of felt like it was we struggled to keep up a little bit. But this year it feels like, you know, we we take it under our own command that, you know, this is going to be our team. It's going to be a defensive team. This is going to be – we're not going to be counting on the offense. We're going to be having them count on us. Yeah. We're kind of putting it on ourselves. And I think that we've done that throughout. Each week I think it gets better. Um, we continue to keep improving. Like we were talking about earlier, I think turnovers plays a huge part in that. Last year we kind of struggled to create turnovers a lot. And this year I think we have – excelled in creating turnovers especially yeah, last game i'd have to look at a number but it's like a multiple of what you had last year like last year yeah. there was like a handful i remember this uh, year it's definitely got to be double digits yeah last year i had the only pick up into cj yes or well or yeah, the mac in the mac championship yep. yeah yeah and honestly hats off to you guys uh i haven't talked to you since before or since last season yep. so hats off to you guys just uh the ability to adjust and totally flip a game that you saw the Kent State score 50 the first yeah, time you saw them. Yeah. And when you saw them again, it was like you guys were like the 85 Bears. So <laughs> um, from your standpoint, so uh, for the rest of the, or not for the rest of the season, but for the rest of your time here at NIU, what are three things that you absolutely have to accomplish before you hang up that Husky helmet for the last time? Um, need another MAC championship, at least another one. Um, definitely want to win a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my biggest goals since I've been here was to get ranked. I think that would be huge. Yes. That would be huge for not even just NIU, but the Cal, all the local people. They, I think everyone would love to see that. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, the, the midweek games are kind of tough because scheduling, but on Saturday games all throughout the season, they were pretty packed and yeah. they were loud. And yeah, they were. I know things haven't, haven't necessarily gone our way, but I mean, there were still people there tell – the fourth quarter, because I mean, honestly, once you guys brought it to within six, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm yeah. doing the Jack Nicholson meme where I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, exactly. I've seen this movie before. I know they're about to make a play and come back, and you know, it, it's tough that you're not able to find the result, but you guys still have that resolve and that fight to where it's like, yeah, we're down 21, but we're not going down any further than that. We're gonna try and come back. Um, as far as this season goes, so we've seen a lot of of different players play on both sides of the ball. Uh, I got I got to pry this one out of you. Who's one guy that you absolutely think will make an impact when they get that opportunity to to break through? Um, I think one guy that's really been he's been playing real hard ever since he's been here is uh Nick Alvarado. Oh, that's uh, not the first time I've heard that do on the show. Yeah, uh, he's from Jersey. Uh, oh, so you know he's he's tough and hard. Yeah, real hard hitter, and that's where coach is from too, right? Yeah, Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Braid the pipeline over there. Um, I think yeah, I think he's got. He's got a lot of talent. I think it will uh, he'll grow into his potential real soon. Perfect. I'm glad to hear that. And then, looking back on this season, I know it hasn't been as memorable as one of as last year. But do you have like a a favorite player, or favorite memory from this season up to this point? Um, favorite play or favorite memory? I would have to say, up to this point, I would have to say probably Eastern Michigan. I think that was one of the best games that we played as a team. Beat down. Both offense and defense. Yeah. Um, we went out there, gave it to them pretty good. And I think that it really just – that week helped us gel even more as a team because we seen the, we saw what we could be. Eastern Michigan fans don't ever want to see you again in the Husky jersey yeah. after last year. <laughs> but I'm sure after yeah. if they get a hold of this one, they're going to be like, oh, that Dolphin guy. But – um. All right, so you're from Displains. Are you a Bears fan? I am. Okay. Yeah, How are we feeling right now? Justin Fields no, is looking I'm good. Feeling, uh, they um, traded for a receiver. Yeah. I'm starting to become a big fan of uh, Ryan Poles. 
Okay. I like I like the moves he's making, stacking up the draft picks. Um, I actually like the Claypool move. I also like the Roquan move. I think he. Yeah, because if they weren't, I was just listening to something earlier, and it's like if they weren't going to re-sign him, you have to get something for him. Yeah. Or else he signed him to a good team too in the Ravens, yeah. where it's like, end up going somewhere else because you know they don't want to give him the money that he's asking for. Yeah. And well, I mean, and that's the thing too is uh, another point that that has been brought up to me is the Ravens now have Lamar and Roquan yeah. both with no agents, both asking for the bag. So there's going to be some <laughs> some decisions to be made. Definitely. But but yeah, I mean, I was just talking about it because I did my Bears podcast last night, and it's like. Them, them not buying a receiver, but trading for a receiver, yeah, uh, really is a good sign to us as Bears fans that it's like, mm-hmm. hey, Justin Fields is yeah, that dude, yeah, they're it's, stacking the chips on him. It's been fun to watch, it's been fun to watch. Do you have, um, like a player in the league right now? Because I know we talked about this new position, I won't necessarily say that you grew up watching because it, it was you know, you were just watching safeties and stuff, yeah. but do you have like a, a guy right now in the league that you kind of see your game as similar to? Um. I would probably say Derwin James. Ooh, I brought him up one. before. Um, in college, I watched him in college a lot when he was primarily a safety. Yeah. He's getting a lot more outside the box reps. But now that he's been in the in the league, he's a lot. He's in the box a lot. Um, I think the statistics are some like fifty one percent in the box, forty nine percent out. So majority of the time, he's even in the box playing like linebacker, and he still has that ability to guard slots, to blitz, to Force turnovers, do all that stuff. He's just a player that's all over the field, creating havoc. And then, if we do get an opportunity to see you back in the end zone, do you have like a special like dance? Because I, I don't know if coach allows I it. I, obviously, I don't want to get you in trouble. But you got a little celebration cooked up because he knows uh, when I you make a play, he wants you guys to be happy. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Um, he got on me a little bit for the pick six celebration, but I so got we'll some. Tone, we'll sleeve. tone it down a little. I bit, definitely right? got some on my sleeve. I don't know if you've, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle celebration. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. So I don't want to pull it out too fast. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to connect go. the dots. Dolphin Waddle. I got something out there. You got to go out there and make the play. But yeah, the Dolphin. Uh, I. I mean, I'm I hit the flipper. I I thoroughly enjoy tweeting three dolphin emojis when you make a play. That's like <laughs> that's that's for the Husky fans that don't know. Like why is why is he tweeting the Dolphin? It's it's for Jaden. But uh, for our Bears this weekend, how do you think they have or how do you think they win the game? Um, if they win the game, how how does that happen? I think it's got to be in the offense now. Yeah. Now that we got, yeah, we got no pool, defense now, all the defensive pieces are practically gone except for Eddie Jackson, uh, a few other pieces that we've we've had recently. But I think it's going to be on Justin Fields a lot. Yeah, he's been making plays the last few weeks though. Yeah, I think he's been doing real good. Well, you're not busy on Sunday, right? No, that's I mean, that's one of the good things about Maxon. I mean, you'll get a chance to watch the game, but mate, I say, hey, Jaden, you, you busy? You want to come play linebacker for us for a couple hours, and you'd be good to go by that. Wednesday. So, perfect. Do you have any uh, uh wrap up thoughts ahead of uh Western Michigan, or just kind of like what kind of offense we could be expecting to see? Because I know they're a team that struggled to score points this year. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I know they have a new. I have a lot of new guys on offense. They've lost. Uh, yeah, all they their, lost guy more. Uh, all their skill players are gone. LB's gone. Um, so I think it's going to be brand new. Um, we're just going to have to look into the film on the new guys I have and adjust as needed. Yeah. And don't panic Husky fans. It's literally Friday morning. We aren't even like a full 48 hours after the Wednesday <laughs> game. So they had to take the recovery day and they're back in the facility today. That's how we're able to have this interview. Uh, but do you have any, any final wrap up thoughts or any words of, uh, Maybe praise for the fans that are going to be making it out to Kalamazoo out there on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Um, the fans, 
um, they play a huge part in everything that we have going on. As much as they might not see or know that or even realize that, the fans really keep us going. Um, like you said earlier, it's been a great turnout this year. It really has. Uh, I'd say even better than last year. Yeah. It's been a few Saturday games that were packed and people staying the whole game, really just supporting, really just cheering us on. And that's felt throughout everybody in the program, not just myself, the rest of the players, the coaches, the whole staff. They feel all that love. And I want to say thank you to all the fans out there. Yeah, and Coach Hammock had talked about it too. Uh, I want to say maybe a week or two ago where he, he's like, you know, the support has been great and the support helps our student-athletes more yeah. than they think it does. And obviously, um, the, like I said, those those midweek games are tough, but if you find yourself at Husky Stadium on a Wednesday or Thursday night in the middle of the week, just know you are a, a true blue, like, hard-nosed fan, doing it the hard way just like Definitely. the players are. So, Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you joining me uh, on today's show. Good luck the rest of the season. And then, two, uh, good luck this week against Western Michigan because I know that one's personal. We got to get a, a win back from them. So uh, one final one, Do you ha uh, where can we find you at on social? Uh, so you can find me at Jaden.Dolphin. Um, that's all my socials. Make sure to tweet a dolphin emoji when he makes a play out there on Wednesday. <laughs> on the other side of the show, I'll be breaking down this week's matchup against Western Michigan. And then I also do have one more special guest that we're going to be talking to before the breakdown. But, Jaden, thank you very much. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. Thank you for joining me here on today's show. Uh, Always a pleasure. Go get you another pick six. And I'll, yes, sir. I'll see you on the other side, brother. Yep. Thank you. All right, everyone. Now that we've had the opportunity to talk to Jaden Dolphin this afternoon, I did promise another special guest on today's episode, a new guest, someone that we haven't talked to yet, someone that uh, kind of went viral a little bit out there on Thursday, one of our own, an NIU cheerleader in Kylie Bojack. So Kylie, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. So Thursday, take us through what happened. It was kind of a stinker of a game. But if there was one clip that went viral on Twitter after the game, uh, it was that play in the end zone, which ultimately ended up with, you know, players running into you at full speed, which I assume could not have felt well. And then, too, when I went back and, and like really broke down the, the replay, it looked like all your teammates were, were laughing their butts <laughs> off. So take us through the whole moment. And, and also, too, has that ever happened to you in your cheer career before this, where like the play on the field has leaked into your guys's, uh your little routine um no this has never happened to me before um I don't know if you can tell but at the beginning of the video I was trying to catch the football because it's a joke on the team that we always try to catch the football during warm-ups and I really just forgot that we were in the middle of a game and by the time I looked down to see that there was a player running full speed at me it was too late <laughs> and I was just shoved to the ground yeah, and I mean, I, I guess I didn't look at it like that. You did try to make an, a play on the ball. Uh, if you would have caught it, they would have had to have given us a touchdown right there, right? Like cheerleader in the end zone, wide open, and we couldn't get the ball in the end zone on that drive too. So it definitely should have counted. But I think it should have counted as well. <laughs> yeah did um did Shamar say anything to you like when he was helping you get back up off the ground, or was it just kind of like, uh oh, I didn't mean to do that. Um, no, he actually didn't say anything to me, and it actually was one of the Central Michigan boys that helped me up. Okay, so at least they were they were a good sport about it. So 
what were the teammates saying? I got to know what the reaction was from the girls because it looked like there was some <laughs> smiles on some faces, maybe like, wow, I can't believe that just happened to Kylie. Like, what was the reaction amongst the team? Um, pretty much everyone was dying laughing. Um, if it were to happen to anyone on the team, it would be me. It just makes the most sense. Um, one of the girls, Amara, actually like ran over to me as soon as it happened and helped me up as well. But everyone else pretty much was just dying laughing. Now, Amara is the real MVP. Now, how long <laughs> have you been a, uh, a cheerleader here at NIU? Um, I started basketball season last year, so this will be my first like full season here. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, if the basketball guys end up in the crowd of basketball, probably a little mm-hmm. bit easier to catch, and you don't have to worry about, like, a helmet, pad, shoulder pads, all that stuff. So it's a little bit of a – maybe you're, like, catching the basketball player instead, you know? Yeah. So what uh what are you majoring in here at NIU? Uh, pre-physical therapy. Oh, okay. Okay, so even if you needed a little bit of treatment, you might have known the right, the right <laughs> steps to take down there on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to ask you, so I know there's a bunch of different stuff that you guys do for the different teams, but are you guys competing this year? Yes, we are competing this year. In April, we'll be in Daytona, Florida. Oh, nice. And that's uh, that's the Nationals, right? Yeah. Did you guys end up having a chance to go last year as well, or will this be your first time going? Uh, last year, there was a little like mishap with the coaches, so we weren't able to go last year, but they have gone years prior to that. And then if uh, you had to pinpoint one thing about, you know, the game day experience, doesn't matter what sport it is, but just, you know, out there when you're with the girls, you're, you're, you're cheering on the team. Like what's your favorite part about being a cheerleader on game day? Um, Definitely just like showing off the team skills and individual skills and just being out there smiling and performing. So you'll have to explain to me like the different roles. Are you like uh, are you like a flyer or like what what is your role on the team? Because obviously I'm not uh, as versed in cheerleading as I am football, but I'm willing to learn. Um, so I'm a base. There's two bases in a stunt group, a back spot and a flyer. And and yeah, I'm a base. <laughs> OK, so you're the one who does the throwing then, right? Yep, I do all the heavy lifting. Oh, so you're you do it the hard way, just like the guys <laughs> on the field, right? Yep. So if you had to take one moment from the last, uh, I would say, what, it'd be about a year, right, since basketball season last year, and I'm sure you'll do basketball season this year. Do you have, like, mm-hmm. a, a favorite game that, like, you and all the girls had the most fun at or just, like, a favorite memory uh, being a part of the NIU cheerleading program? Um, well, last year we did, like, a little showcase and performed in front of, like, a bunch of other different teams and our friends and our family, and that was really fun. But I would have to say my favorite football game so far was going to the Eastern Michigan football game. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually, Jaden talked about that in my interview with him earlier. He said that was his favorite game from this year, too, because that was a good game. We won by a lot. And Mm -hmm. it seemed like a fun one to be at. I wish that one was at Husky Stadium. Yeah. Uh, So for your guys' competitions, will will we be able to see, like, your guys' routine? Is there, like, uh, a streaming website? Because I know – we get fans from all different, you know, athletics here at NIU, and I want you guys to be able to get your exposure for our fan base as well. Um, yeah, the competition will be live streamed on Varsity TV during the competition. But prior to that, we'll be doing lots of showcases so people can come and watch us before we head down to Daytona. When do you have one of those showcases? I'm assuming they're at the convo, right? Yeah, we haven't had any, like, set date yet, but most likely they'll be in 
late March, early April. And then I got to know where people re like, I'm sure your family was all having fun with this. Some of your friends, maybe from, from high school and stuff like that. Was everyone kind of giving you a hard time? Like that's so Kylie right there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was pretty much posting it everywhere. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, I will say you, you, uh, you looked pretty good out there as a defender, if you were playing defense, but also in the same sense, you, you looked like you could make a play on the ball. So Maybe one day I saw that in the comments, we could use you out there on defense and <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I don't know if they do like uh like a powder puff game or anything like that, or maybe mm -hmm. like, like women's flag football on campus, but that definitely might be your second calling. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Did you, uh, have you ever played like any, anything like that, like powder puff or any flag or anything like that? No. Yeah. You definitely got to get, get into maybe like a Turkey bowl with Thanksgiving come up, maybe like your uncles and your cousins go out there to play a Turkey bowl. You're like, you know what, let me play automatic quarterback or something like that. I'm just trying to get a little involved. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely suggest that. Perfect. Perfect. Well, do you know when the, the first date of that, that new showcase will be so that we can plug that just so that the listeners can maybe get out there? Um, no, I do not. We uh, reached out to the convo about it and they haven't gotten back to us yet. So I'm not sure. Oh yeah. I know the long illustrious, uh, relationship between the cheerleading team and trying to get stuff done around campus, but yeah. you have an ally in us as always, you guys will always have room on our show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, how many more away games are you guys going to this year? I know we just got one. Are you guys going to be able to make the trip this week? Uh, no, because it's during the weekday. So our coach can't get off work. Ah, yeah, the midweek action. Well, I yeah. hope that we can see you guys out there for uh, Miami of Ohio and then the final game of the season against Akron. But um, do you have any shout-outs or anything that you want to make before we wrap it up here? Um, I didn't prepare this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> got to put, gotta put a little pressure on you. I told you before, I was like, most of the questions will be easy, but you got to slide out yeah. a slick one in there real towards the end, right? Um. I guess I'll shout out NIU Barstool for posting my video and making it go viral across campus. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So what was that like when you showed up to class for the professors recognizing your <laughs> stuff, too, or what? No, they didn't. But um, a few of the people in my class were like, did you see that video of that cheerleader at the game yesterday? I was like, yep, that was me. Yeah, it me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask, though, too, you, it didn't leave a mark or nothing. You're not bruised up or anything like that? No, the next morning I woke up and my neck was a little sore, but I mean, that's understandable. <laughs> I mean, hey, like I said, there may be a career in football when you hang up uh, the pom-poms for one last time. <laughs> but uh, where can our listeners follow you at on social media? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, they're all pretty much Kylie.Bojack. Perfect. Well, do you have anything that you'd like to say before we wrap up with your, your portion of the show here? Um, Coach Hammock. If you're looking for another player, I got you. Oh, I love that. I'll make sure I pass the message along. And <laughs> I honestly, I can't believe, well, I guess it's been kind of tough time. So maybe I shouldn't ask that in the press conference, but maybe, maybe towards the end of the year, when we do the, the wrap up for the season, I'll be like, so uh, about that cheerleader that took that hit <laughs> against central Michigan, you guys got a, a walk on spot for her. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck on the rest of the football season here. And I'm sure, uh, we'll see you out there for basketball season as well. And then, too, I'm, I know finals and all that stuff's coming up in the next month. Best of luck with all that. And uh, thank you for joining us here on today's show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You have a great rest of your day, all right? You as well.
All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Jaden Dolphin and Kylie Bojack interviews to start this week's show. This week's matchup, we take on Western Michigan. We travel to Kalamazoo. It's a game for both teams that, you know, we're both out of bowl eligibility. So kind of a crapshoot, right? Probably going to see a lot of younger guys on our side of the ball, people that can exhaust those four games before the end of their redshirt season. Uh, younger players, obviously, last week we saw Nevin Kremaskoli take over at quarterback for a majority of the game instead of Justin Lynch. But even in this week's press conference, Coach Hammock alluded to younger players getting opportunities here down the stretch. Obviously, the fact that Western Michigan has beaten us the last few years, the last time that Western Michigan uh, lost to NIU was 2019, and just for like reference, right? The last time we beat Western Michigan was the first time that I went to a game and like wrote an article about the team. We didn't even have the podcast then. So the Michael Love game, the Husky special game at Husky Stadium, it's probably about four years to the date or three years to the date as we get serenaded by a lovely uh, DeKalb emergency services. Uh, I've been surprised. The last few times I've done Bears on tap, I've gotten sirens, but they haven't come from me. They came from my co-host, and I'm like, wow, usually I'm the siren guy that we have to edit and move around for. But it adds authenticity to the show. You know we're in the trenches doing it the hard way. But right now this team is in a lull. It is, in, for lack of better terms, a strange season, a season that we all expected for the team at the very least to be bull eligible and to be fighting for a chance to go back to Detroit. We get neither of those chances this year. We had a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff stacked against us, and we couldn't win one-possession games this year. Last year, we were the king of winning one-possession games and winning games by the skin of our teeth and by one point. And this year, it's just not going our way. Um, I think Western Michigan is another team that has dealt with that same issue, a team that has had success for the most part in the MAC for the last few years, probably I would say maybe the last five years or six years. And this year they had a high turnover. They lost a lot of players to the draft or to graduation. And the team that they have just is not what they're accustomed to out there in Kalamazoo. So it's a battle of two teams that both had less than ideal seasons, two teams that will be sitting the postseason out and two teams that could be playing with, younger players or maybe, you know, shuffling their deck around a little bit for this game because you want to see what you have uh, as far as young players on this roster. And Coach Hammock always talks about these these guys in the compete team and the guys that, you know, are, are working their way to get out there on a Thursday or a Saturday night and or Wednesday, I should say, or a Saturday night. And I think even, you know, when we talked to Jaden, Jaden said, you know, watch out for Nick Alvarado, just guys like that. I think if there's one thing that I can probably say with us being NIU fans is a lot of us may also be Bears fans. And right now, the way I look at the last three games of the season is, yes, I want to win these games. I want to, I want them to finish five and seven. But if we don't win, it's not the end of the day because, you know, the season's already gone. It's already too far lost. What's most important for me in these last three games is the development and growth of those young players. Because 
this is a team that is still one of the youngest teams in the nation, right? Even though they got a year older from last year, they're still a very young team. And I think that there's a lot that can be worked on in these final three games with live game reps. Evaluation is what's going to be going on. Coach Hammock talked about, you know, we're always evaluating. And these final three games of the season, if you get guys out there that haven't played yet and have only played against, you know, their their teammates in practice on the compete team, this is their time to shine. And, you know, if you're out there and you don't make plays, you're losing, you're losing your opportunities. But if you're out there and you're contributing and you're making plays in front of this coaching staff, more opportunities will probably come your way next season or even just the stretch run down the end of this season. And I think like us as fans, I know it's hard to get up for games like this, but honestly, man, college football is the best time of the year, regardless of how good or bad your team is. Like just being able to get out there week in and week out and just go through the grind, go through the battle of a college football season, even as fans, even if that includes just sitting on your couch, hammering beers and eating all the, the fun finger foods, like the pizzas and the wings and whatever, like, I embrace that shit, and I don't know. There's no better time of the year to me than football season, and even, you know, in a year that is not necessarily our year, you have to find the silver linings. You have to remember, 700 days ago, we were in the midst of a season that we could not win a fucking game, and, you know, now we're losing hope with Hammock, and I'm not, but I'm speaking of as a fan base – you know, they're losing hope in Hammock. They're losing hope in the players. It's an ugly scene right now. And I think, like, we as a fan base, we have to be better. Coach Hammock is not going anywhere, as we stated on the postgame podcast from Central Michigan. And I know you'll probably say, oh, you're a little biased. Like, no, that's the fact of the matter. Whether or not Coach Hammock is a coach that I like and that I support because he's done great things already and he's done great things on this show when he's been with us no coach hammock is a good coach he is a alumni he is the right guy for the job and he's going through a tough year and he'll be back next year just like i anticipate the players will be i think that we get greedy as a fan base and and uh i guess you would say you know, when you win so many MAC championships, it's expected every year. But you also have to remember, this is small conference college football, okay? In the in the era of the NIL and just this new era, it's not the same as it was before, okay? So we may have been able to get the, the Jordan Lynches before and the Chandler Harnishes and all that. And right now we got Rocky, and he's great. But you see, when Rocky's gone, we don't really know. Like, if you had to ask me, and I'm someone that covers the team, who is the guy that steps in and plays quarterback when Rocky leaves? I couldn't tell you. And we've seen all three of those guys after the fact. Like, we we just saw Nevin for the first time this week. We've seen Justin. We've seen Ethan. It's a different time in college football. And we have to be appreciative of seasons like we had last season where we're able to win the MAC championship in a year where we had no business doing so. Plus 4,000. A 2% chance to win going into the regular season. 
So, yeah. Am I a little frustrated that we we suck this year, for lack of better terms? Yes. It's unfortunate. But I'm not losing hope in because the, the roster is the majority of those guys are going to be coming back. Offense, defense, special teams, special teams for sure, with the exception of the Iceman. You know, offense, the backs, the receivers, with the exception of Colt Tucker on the defense, basically everybody except for Kyle Pugh. You know what I'm saying? So this is a team that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to rally behind because a lot of these guys are gonna come back and we can't afford as a fan base to be as negative as we've been. So that's like my minute on that. Like let's just be better as a fan base. I know the situation sucks, but getting down on the coaches and getting down on the players is not gonna make anything better. And they and trust me. They see the shit that you guys say <laughs> that get said on Twitter. And, you know, if you're a listener, I'm not attacking you personally, but I'm just saying, like, this goes out to your average NIU Twitter fan that is motherfucking 18 to 23-year-old kids, which I just can't get down with. Like, yes, I'll be critical to a certain extent on the page and on my own page, but some of the stuff that I see, it just makes me shake my head. And it's just like, look, man, just like Big Cat says, you know, they're just kids. So that's my rant. I haven't had to rant yet this season. And surprisingly enough, we've been not great. So find a way to get to five and seven. I look at this season a lot like how I look at how they finished the season uh, in Coach Amick's first year. You know, with Marcus Childers finishing the season off, all that. So get Nevin, get Justin. Get these guys meaningful snaps. If we have to, I wouldn't hate to see Jeff Lomax. I wouldn't hate to see Dustin Fletcher. At this point, the more the merrier. It's all an evaluation process, and it's all us trying to figure out how we can move forward as a team after a season that we got punched in the mouth and didn't have a response. And I think going into this game against Western Michigan, it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a defensive battle. It's two offenses that have been handicapped this season. I know we have the ability to run the football, but they have the ability to stop it. So we might have to beat them in, in different ways. And last week, you know, you see Nevin Kremiscoli throw the ball 33 times in his – it's not his debut because he, he technically didn't start, but in his debut really as a college football quarterback. I don't know if we'll see that same workload – I think we'll see a little bit more of Justin Lynch. We'll see a little bit more of the QB running game. See more Way Lee and and Ontario Brown because Ontario only had six carries last week. So we will. I would be willing to put my life that we'll see more than six carries from Ontario uh, this upcoming weekend or this upcoming Wednesday. And yeah, I mean, just find a way to win one. You want to find confidence for this team for these young players. Like I said last week. Members on the coaching staff are probably coaching for their job because some form of accountability will be held at the end of the season for the way it went. And it's not going to be Coach Hammock. And you just got to get back to doing what we do best. And that's running the football, playing complementary football, winning with special teams and defensive turnovers, finding those, you know, those those lapses in judgment and those errors from our opponent and attacking. And letting the rest take care of itself. I think that we got way too far ahead of ourselves this year with expectations. And 
that's on the media, that's on the fans, that's on the players, that's on everybody involved. We all got way too far out of ourselves. And now we're stuck here with a season that could go two and ten, could go five and seven. We can't go six and six. And that's the thing that kills me for you know, a guy a guy like Kyle Pugh. You know, you want to see Kyle Pugh have an opportunity to play in a bowl game in his last year at, a, at Northern. We're not going to be able to do that for him. So it's stuff like that that sucks, but onward we must move, and you got to find a way to beat Western Michigan. I think going into this game on the offensive side of the ball, with the young quarterbacks, it's going to be an attack of the running backs. I know last week it was great to see Tristan Tavis and Liam Sorahan do what they do and do it very well. But I need to see like 200-plus yards from this rushing attack. And I'd like to see NIU possess the football for 35 or more minutes. I know Western Michigan doesn't necessarily have like the greatest offense, but Coach even talked about in his press conference that we need to have the ability to extend drives. We need to have the ability to help keep our defense off the field. And we need to have the ability to finish drives. We need to finish with seven. John Richardson, great kid, great kicker. Love getting three points from him. But let's try to finish as many drives off. And that's another thing, too. Finish strong. So, yeah, try and finish these drives off for the rest of the season without having to go for it on fourth down in the end zone. Okay? I know that seems like such a simple ask, but let's get as let's get as many touchdowns and not as many field goals for the rest of the season, and let's try and stack stops. This is still a very young defense. These guys are coming back next season. Let's find ways that we can get teams off the field, whether it be turnovers, whether it be turnover on downs, whether it be punts. Continue to progress and get better throughout the season, and – Finish it strong so that when we get back to camp for for summer camp next year and they're getting ready to roll for another season, they know the identity of the team that they want it to be going into this upcoming season. You know, so it's small things like that. It's taking pride in wearing that Husky helmet and wearing the red and black because not everybody gets to do it. You're part of a 1% of a 1% that gets to play college football in the United States, because I found out there is college football in other countries, but it's definitely not near the level of ours. And you got to take advantage of that every given opportunity that you have. And the O-line will lay the foundation. The running backs, I'm going to go duo, and I'll say between Whaley and Brown, they'll run for over 225 yards. It's going to be a Coach Hammock masterclass. It's going to be us getting back to square one and pounding the rock, moving the chains and finishing drives in the end zone with hard earned, you know, hard earned drives. Like, I don't know, five, six, seven minute drives, maybe even longer. I saw a 15 play drive yesterday in the bears game and I couldn't stop thinking about how that's what our team had like all year last year. We would just impose our will. And we still have a lot of the same pieces on the O line still have basically two of the same backs and then we have a new quarterback in Justin Lynch that we can expect to run the football if that is the game plan out there on on Wednesday. But defensively, I think that 
Because, I mean, Western only scored three field goals last week. And I know Ball State, iffy on defense, but that's a Ball State team that we, we, we got up and down the field on. So I think this is a game that defensively we could see a great performance. And we could see a game where it finishes in, like, the 40s between, you know, both teams, like a, like a 20 – 27-21 is like the highest I think I'm willing to go on a score prediction and we'll we'll get there in a second but yeah defensively I'm going to go Devin Lafayette. He started to play really good towards the middle of the season. He had a really good game last week and that's a guy that was a star on this defense before he got injured and he's he's taken a little bit of time to get back up to the level that we knew that he could play before. And he's kind of playing at that level right now. So I, I expect Devin Lafayette to have a big game out there uh, against Western on Wednesday. And I will say he'll create a turnover and he'll have seven-plus tackles. Okay? And then on special teams, even though I said uh, as, as many drives as we can finish in the end zone, the better, I do think that this is a game that we'll probably need a John Richardson kick or two to win. And it could be a, one of those game-winning kicks. But he's just got to be ready when his number is called and go out there and do his one-of-one. One. Keep all his kicks in bounds, no illegal procedures, make his extra points, and make his field goals. And if we can get complimentary football, if we can get a little bit from all of the three units, there's no reason why when we recap this episode after the game that we're not talking about an NIU victory. And I know it doesn't mean as much because we're not staying in the chase, but it, it's going to mean a lot to those guys for confidence. And it's going to mean a lot to, you know, the coaching staff because they've been hard at it since the summer. And to see, you know, the, res, you know, the results not going their way, it eventually has to take a toll, you know? And I think something that helps coach hammock with, with this in that regard is that he always talks about, you have to be able to remove yourself emotionally from the result. And I know I've said that on the show uh, this year, but he said it on multiple occasions. And I know I have an issue with it because I'm an emotional guy. I want to see them win. But at the end of the day, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, there are worse things in the world that are happening in this crazy world that we live in. And, you know, everybody's going through some stuff. But... I guess, like, to combat that is, like, us as fans for three hours on a Wednesday or a Sunday or whatever day we play or Saturday for our teams, nothing else matters. So I guess as a emotional fan, I guess I can say that when we get to those three hours and it doesn't go our way, yeah, we'll get a little mad. But it is what it is. Like, I still come on the show, try to put my best foot forward, Try not to be too angry about things, and onward we must go. But for my score prediction, I'm going to go oh, – I'm going to say it's a tight one, man. I think 24-21. I didn't look at any of the lines or anything. I got to see if they have all that stuff up, see if we're the favorites, see the FPI and all that stuff, but – yeah, I got 24-21. I really don't see this being a high-scoring game. I think that both defenses will give up a, a point here or there, but nothing too crazy. 
So matchup predictor, pretty even, 53% in tilt of Western Michigan. It's a pick em. It is a pick em. And when I say pick em, that means that if you were to place a bet on either side, on Northern or on Western, they both pay out the same. There's no spread, none of that. Even the books want nothing to do with this game because it's just that even split down the middle. Over-under is 52. If you're an out-of-state better, I honestly don't hate the under. I don't hate the under here. Because coming into this game, Western's only averaging 19 points a game. Take a look at their most recent games. So lost to Bowling Green uh, out on Wednesday night, 13-9. And even that field goal was a sad field goal. They were down seven and they kicked a field goal and then never got the ball back with like four minutes left. They beat Miami of Ohio in that game. They scored 16. Ooh. Ohio, they scored 14. Eastern, they scored 23. And the only time that they ever did anything worth a shit this year was when they played uh, Ball State, which they won 37-30, to and then University of New Hampshire, which is not a D1 school, and they scored 44 points. So this is a team that week in and week out, I mean, 13 against Michigan State, 13 against Pitt, 6 against San Jose State. They are about as offensively challenged as it comes. And I think 21 points might even be too much for a prediction to say that they'll score 21 points because even that seems like it could be hard for them. But I think 24-21, one possession game, close game. You know what? I'm 1-0 all time in games that I've predicted that John Richardson will hit the game-winning kick. The Iceman is back. He's going to nail a game-winning kick this week, Wednesday night, in Kalamazoo to help us just get another win in in an ugly season. But what a great episode, right? Earlier in the show, we were joined by Jaden Dolphin, NIU, Mr. Do-It-All on defense, right? Former corner, now he plays in the box, does it well. And we were also joined by NIU cheerleader, Kylie Bojack, uh, the viral sensation that was taken out in the end zone last week against Central Michigan, but she took it like a champ and she was a good sport. And uh, it was good to catch up with one of the cheerleaders because it's been a while. So wanted to get our, our listeners in tune with what's going on. They got some competitions and stuff that's coming up. So stay tuned for dates and stuff like that for those events. But also, too, tonight, NIU men's basketball starts. And they're playing an opponent that we should very easily beat in Illinois Springfield. Not Illinois Urbana-Champaign, obviously, the fighting Illini, but a different Illinois team that – even though we only beat McKendry by three, got to find a way to start the season 1-0. and They're at the Convocation Center. If you're not doing anything, get out to the Convo. Go support them. And last week we also talked with NIU forward Anthony Crump. If you haven't, go ahead and take a listen back to that episode. But we'll be back with you guys Wednesday night. We'll do another post-game spaces right after the final whistle. It'll probably be legit, like right after the press conference. You know, I don't have to do any traveling or anything because the game's on the road. So, I'll be right here, my family room, ready to rock, give you guys the best post-game show out, hopefully a win. But for those of you that tuned in today, if it was your first show, if it was your 100th show, we really do appreciate you for listening to this episode of Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. 
really do appreciate you for listening to this week's show. And like I said, on offense, I have the running backs being the most important position group this week. On defense, I'm going Devin Lafayette, expecting a big game out of him. And then special teams, the Iceman. And for my score prediction, like I said, 24-21. We can be followed at Huskies on Tap on Twitter and Instagram, or you can throw myself a follow at BDON300. Really do appreciate you for joining us. We'll be back to you guys Wednesday night right after the final whistle. And go Huskies. I got drink of living lefts in the kitchen with magic. I got drink of living lefts in the kitchen with magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping it hard.